Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The Mike Tomlin Game Day Podcast with Steelers Digest Editor Bob Labriola. Okay, Coach, earlier this season, Kenny Pickett was injured on a Sunday in Houston, and he came back to play the following Sunday against the Baltimore Ravens. This time, Pickett's injury came on a Sunday against the Jaguars, and he says he's ready to play in tonight's game against Tennessee. How was your decision-making process different this time when compared to the previous injury? You know, first we, we, we deal with things on a case-by-case basis. The medical experts and their opinions prevail. Um, and then we go on effectiveness um, in terms of his ability to do his job. And obviously he got clearance from the medical experts rather quickly in terms of him potentially being available. And so it was about could he do the things that he needed to do first to protect himself and play and then be effective enough in doing so. Uh, we felt comfortable with what we saw um, Wednesday at practice, uh, we had a, a Friday-like practice where we hit all our situational football, uh, third down, red zone, uh, things of that nature, uh, weighty down moments, and uh, he had a really good day, and so we feel comfortable with his availability and his ability to do his thing. Uh, in both cases this year of an injury to Pickett, you made no attempt to be vague about his status when being vague could be a tactic to keep the opponent in the dark about whether he would play or not. Do you see no advantage in trying to keep a lid on that information to prevent it from getting back to the upcoming opponent? You know, I don't waste a lot of energy in that in general because um, I know globally um, most prudent business people are going to assume that the starter is available and then work from there. And so, you know, if we were talking about non-starter-like decisions, if I was making a decision between backups with differing styles of play, like when we had Mason Rudolph and Josh Dobbs here, that that might serve as a as an edge for us in terms of being vague in those circumstances. But I think most teams' default mode is starters playing. And so when the starters playing, I know that globally within our industry, it doesn't you know, it doesn't benefit you in any way to waste a lot of energy in that regard. Uh, one of the characteristics of a big-time quarterback is his ability to deal with adversity. Is playing with an injury or playing through an injury a form of adversity? Most certainly, and it's probably one of the most significant components of, of adversity because, um, you know, things happen in-game, um, and, and, you know, particularly at that position, plays got to be made down the stretch, and so um, I think that's continually on display uh, each weekend in, in every stadium at that position. Uh, one of the things you said at your news conference was, quote, the longer you get into a season, the more evident your opponent's personality is, the more evident our personality is. What's your team's personality? You know, it just depends on what you're talking about. Um, what element of play, what phase of the game, what situational component. What we've been talking about kind of along this subject all year is that today's game is very situational and very matchup oriented. And so those are very specific questions in today's game because everyone has differing personalities based on matchups in those circumstances. So uh, is personality something that you can create or influence, or is it a trait that just develops naturally on its own? Both. 
um, it's very intentional from a planning perspective in terms of the type of talent that you acquire and so forth. Uh, but then there's a, an organic component that's revealed to all of us through the bumps and ups and downs of the journey, um, just about what you are. And so the physical work that you do in terms of planning and the acquisition of talent, those are intentional things. The intangible component of identity or personality and so forth develops over time in play uh, because of what transpires. Uh, on two separate occasions this season, Jalen Warren has been fined $48,000 plus change because he was judged by the league to have improperly used the crown of his helmet on two plays that were not flagged during the game by the on-site officials. Do you have any concerns about how that might affect him as a player? I do, um, but it's not, it's not anything I can do about it. Um, but do I have concerns? Most certainly. I mean, do you talk to him? Uh, Talking to him doesn't put put that, you know, 90 plus thousand dollars back in his pocket. So, you know, I don't know if I have the words to make him feel good about 90 plus thousand dollars in finance. On one throw into the end zone last Sunday against the Jaguars, Deontay Johnson was open but slipped going for the pass from Kenny Pickett. Uh, is that something directly related to a player's choice of footwear for the conditions that day? It could be. It could be what foot he planted off of. It could be a physical or technical thing. It could be footwear. Um, it could be, um, you know, the cleats within the footwear. Um, it could be just where he was on the field in terms of uh, surface changing uh, and things of that nature. When you're in um, natural grass circumstances, uh, re-turfing circumstances, uh, there are seams and so forth. And so, you know, uh, the bottom line is he's got to stay on his feet and make plays. Do you have any input into that? Do you care to have any input into the choice? Hey, there are of so many things for me to micromanage, man. Uh, I, I will assume that all players will be professional enough to put appropriate footwear on. Um, if I'm doing that, man, uh, you know, chances are we we we, we got insurmountable things to to overcome. Tonight's opponent, the Tennessee Titans, uh, Derrick Henry, running back has a lethal stiff arm and he uses it to great effect. How should a defensive player go about trying to tackle someone about to use a stiff arm? First thing, the collective approach is to keep him in closed quarters where it gets minimized. It doesn't get used in closed quarters. Um, you keep him out of space um, is the number one thing. But if he happens to get the space and you're an individual one-on-one, -on -one, that's where you're talking about the technical component. Um, we actually work it. Um, you identify skill sets and traits that people have and how to combat it, and that is a tackling technique that you have to work. You have to knock the stiff arm down first before you tackle. Um, obviously, you're giving up yards while doing that, but that's why it's so critical to keep a guy like him out of space and why his stiff arm is so lethal because he turns 15-yard gains into 30-yard gains. You get in these one-on-one -on -one battles with a guy that, that's that fast and that long um, it's in parts. Uh, you have to knock that stiff arm down before you tackle. If you run into it and he stiff arms you to the ground, if he puts that hand on the top of your helmet, then that 15-yard play that's becoming a 30-yard play could be a 50-yard play. And so first things first, uh, you keep him in closed quarters. You keep him out of space. You keep him off the second and third levels as much as you can. And if he so happens to get to that space, it is, it is a purity to a technique, and you better knock that hand down first, knock it down or up, depending on the nature of the matchup in terms of relative height um, and, and the angle at which he delivers it. Uh, but that is something that we work 
uh, in skill development in practice. So you can't say something as simple as, you know, go for his ankles. No, he's going to put he's going to put that he- hand on the top of your helmet and push your head into the ground and drive his knee up and keep rolling. Uh, that is also a technique. I've heard stories about there's a helmet on a stick at Tennessee Titans practices and and equipment men continually poke that helmet on a stick at him and he is continually finding the strike zone with his free hand. Um, it is a technique that he has perfected. And so when I hear those stories, I am not surprised about that. There's nothing kind of unintentional about the game at this level. It is skill development. It is a unique skill that he has that he has developed, and it requires work and development to combat it. Did he come to the league with that, or did he develop it once he got here? I'm sure it's a natural thing that has been honed. Oftentimes when you see things done at a high level in this league, it is first a natural thing, and then it's been honed on a competitive level. Uh, I get asked about Alex Highsmith's spin all the time. Uh, it is a natural skill that has been honed over his time uh, in Pittsburgh, PA, for example. Are there specific ways that the Titans try to use Derrick Henry in an effort to try to help their rookie quarterback, Will Levis? Certainly. Um, you know, when they get third and two on the two, man, and they and they go in wildcat and throw a jump pass for a touchdown versus the Cincinnati Bengals, what they're doing is alleviating their quarterback from having to deliver in a drop-back passing sort of way in that weighty moment. They're, they're leveraging his run game prowess in an effort to find clear throwing lanes in, in what is a passing circumstance in today's game, third and three from the three, uh, for example. And so that's just one of the tangible ways that they do it, Wildcat, for example. Uh, but just the, the, the mathematic commitment that you have to make in terms of minimizing his impact on the game, in terms of the people that you need to put, in terms of stopping the run. There's a reason why that young man threw three touchdowns uh, to D-Hop last week. Uh, He went in one-on-one circumstances because of the commitment that needs to be made to minimize a guy like Derrick Henry. Uh, You coached against Mike Vrabel when he was a player. Are there similarities in how he played the game and now how the teams he coaches play the game? You know, um, I know the answer to that, and it is yes, but it's because I know Mike. Uh, We sit on a committee together. We spend a lot of time talking about intentions and and the construction of teams and so forth, and certainly um, the spirit in which he played, the things that he valued, football, intellect, toughness, uh, conditioning, and so forth are the same things that he values as a coach and and thus the construction of of an outfit. Uh, earlier in this show, we talked about a team's personality. What kind of personality does a Mike Vrabel coach team have? You know, I, I think it's borne out in, 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 in the significant players. Um, it's a rough and tumble and big outfit. Um, their significant player on defense is, is Jeffrey Simmons. Their significant player on offense is Derrick Henry. Um, both of those guys are, are big physical guys per their position. Uh, they play in a certain manner. I think those units reflect the style in which they they play, and thus that is the style of, of their collective. Um, it seems to me, anyway, that a game against the Titans feels like AFC North football. Is that an accurate uh, perception? Um, I, I think I think particularly under the circumstances, um, it's on a short week. Um, you know, we have a quarterback that's that's working his way back from injury. They have a rookie quarterback. Um, seems like all roads lead to to risk management and uh, attrition football. And, and the short week component can't be underscored 
Um, you know, in my opinion, a lot of these games on short weeks are determined uh, by big men in line of scrimmage play um, and the consequences of, of, of defenses having to stay on the field or, or, or offenses that can't stay on the field. And so the big man component that tees up possession downs, uh, the attrition component seems to always weigh, always weigh heavily on short weeks. That's the Mike Tomlin Game Day Podcast. Subscribe and download new episodes every week and check out all of the other shows we have to offer on the Steelers Podcast Network that's available on the Steelers mobile app, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.